Welcome to another moment with Matt, State Representative Matt Dowling of the 51st Legislative District in Fayette and Somerset County's Representative Dowling. Welcome to another report to your constituents. And this week, we'd like to begin by talking about the good news from last week, essentially. We have, as a Commonwealth, voted to give the voice of the people their power back. But this comes with strings, it comes with responsibilities. And we have to know how we manage this moving forward. Representative, what are we going to do? What's the next step? And what's the timeline look like? Well, so I think these constitutional amendments that were on the ballot have really become referendums as to how Governor Tom Wolf handled the disaster declaration. And it's clear that Pennsylvania and the people of Pennsylvania wanted some different actions to be taken. We're ready to be over the pandemic. We're ready to reopen the economy. And House Republicans have been saying that for the past year. So this week, while in Harrisburg, we passed House Resolution 106. And this would start to end parts of the governor's disaster declaration dealing with the pandemic. Also important to note that we are under multiple disaster declarations. We're still under uh, one that I believe has been renewed 14 times for the opioid epidemic we have in Pennsylvania, and we really haven't seen that epidemic get any better. So we have to look at at how we're going to start to rein in some of the power that the governor has taken through the use of disaster declarations. The people have put us in that position, and uh, as I said, we've already started to move out of the state government committee House Resolution 106 that would look at that disaster declaration for the pandemic. What is important to note, though, is that we have foregone a number of restrictions that we had prior to the pandemic, and some of those are, are not bad. We've deregulated things that maybe we, you know, we should have done a long time ago. And ending the disaster declaration may end those expungement of regulation. So we have to be careful in the way that we kind of go from really the communist system that, that began to a completely free enterprise too quickly here as we uh, exit the pandemic. The next thing we'd like to talk about, Representative, is the Second Amendment. Obviously, you are very involved with this. I understand you have a a, a video series that is going on about this, and, and, and also some legislation has moved in this in this field. What is the latest and what's going on? How can people see a little bit more about what's going on with you? Well, first off, On Target is our video series that we have. It comes out every Wednesday on Facebook. You can also find that at repdowling.com. There's an archive of previous shows, and we put that out as a podcast every week uh, in addition to this podcast. So you can subscribe to that, I believe, on Apple Music. Apple and at Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So make sure you subscribe to that now. Now, this week was an exciting week for those who are concerned about the right to keep and bear arms. We had two bills that moved out of the Judiciary Committee. They're scheduled to run when we get back in session on June the 7th. The first one is constitutional carry, and that would eliminate the need for a um, for a permit to be able to conceal carry within Pennsylvania. There's actually a second level to that bill, which allows you to still get a permit so that the states that we have um, reciprocal 
agreements with, you'll still be able to take a, a firearm in there. That's Representative Bernstein's bill and one that I was happy to be able to vote affirmatively on in the committee. The other bill is actually one uh, that I'm working on. It has run previously. At my friend and colleague who is now retired, uh, Representative Mark Keller, carried this bill for several terms and unfortunately wasn't able to get it over the line, but we're moving it early in this session. And that's a bill that deals with the preemption of state laws within local municipalities. So a municipality could not create a law that is anti-firearm any stronger than the Commonwealth laws exist. Uh, And I've actually had the ability to talk with the Attorney General's office. Within the bill, there's some language that requires them to make notifications. We're working with them on an amendment that will change the notification process a little bit so it will be easier to implement. And I'm very happy that, uh, that the Attorney General even reached out because it shows some promise for that bill moving forward. And finally, we'd like to talk about a a topic that is not always a pleasant one because it it, it reveals some of the not pretty underbelly that deals with in in the world that we live. And, And this deals with lobbyist reform. We need to get a rein on what's going on here. Can you explain a little bit of the problem we're facing and and what we're trying to do to address it? So, you know, lobbying is a tale that's as old as time. And if, if you've seen Hamilton, you know that they talk about the room where it happened and how the sausage is made. And it's not always a pretty thing to watch, even for those of us that sometimes have to be involved with it. Now, I don't want to say that lobbyists are bad people. They definitely provide issues to us that need to be addressed. But what's important is we want to take up not their solutions necessarily, but the solutions that are best for the people that we serve. So we have to be careful that when lobbyists are involved, when money is involved, that uh, we don't become unduly influenced. So there's a package of bills that uh, is being spearheaded by the Speaker of the House, um, Mr. Cutler, and he is uh, he's really pushing for lobbying reform. This would be the first time in 15 years that any kind of lobbying f- reform would come across uh, the governor's desk if we could be successful in moving these pieces. Now, I have a small piece that deals with the training and implementation on an annual basis uh, that lobbyists would have to go through, but there's a lot more that we're dealing with in the overall package. Things like, should someone who runs a campaign also be able to then and turn around and take money from someone else to lobby the same people that they just got elected. There's a lot of questions in there. A lot of things are in flux, but at the same time, we're trying to put together a group of bills that we can actually get passed through the 203 members of the House. The most important thing to remember, though, is that the voice of the people needs to be the most important voice in the ears of the lawmakers, and that's what we're trying to do. This has been another Moment with Matt. Please tune in for more on PA House Podcasts.